This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, George, I got, a, well, I, don't, I got a bone to pick with you. Well, not really. I just feel like, I feel okay. like if I was your sibling, uh, a sibling, I have a bone. You said that you take your sister on tour with you. Mm. However, your brother is a singer and songwriter as well why didn't you take him on tour with you i have done me and ethan toured together we did a um fine you you win we did a european tour it was amazing because you'd be backstage and it would be my brother me and my sister and you know dad would come and join us for a few shows and you'd be like this we're in hamburg and we're all together and this is amazing it's just a very oh, that's cool! Movie. Insane. Yeah, I love that. When, when, when you did, you know, your, when you had uh, Casio and that song, and that yeah. that was the one that kind of blew up. Did you did you kind of expect that to happen when it did, or were you kind of like building up towards it? And when it suddenly is it like a sort of viral hit? Suddenly the song goes, and then it just goes and goes and goes, and it kind of just shoots. Yeah, it definitely did. Like that's really easy to answer. In that, I definitely didn't expect it to happen, and yeah. I don't think I, I really. And I don't mean this in a negative way, but I really felt as if I was killing time by pursuing music in that at some point someone would tap me on the shoulder and be like, all right, mate, you know? <laughs> yeah, 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 come on, come on, um, Ezra, let's, uh, yeah. let's get out of here. And I feel as if I'm only just at a point now where, you know, when like you see artists, they like, I can't believe, you know, this is done. And it's like, well, you kind of knew because you know how big your audience is now. And, you know, did, does that make sense? It's yeah, like that yeah, yeah, yeah. faux sincerity of like, oh my God. It's like, there's a... I can't believe I won album of the year. Well, yeah. Yeah, you've been number one. Not that you become expectant of it, but there was, sure. I think for a really long period, three or four years, I was doe-eyed, just like, I can't believe this. Whereas it's now I'm like more on the side of, well, this is what my time now looks like. You know, this is what I do day to day for now. And, 
And do you, do you think do you think because this is the this is always the big question about everyone, right? It, I feel like the the sort of entertainment industry is the only industry like in the world that if you were if you were like if you were like a dentist, for example, and you got to a certain age or something happened, they no one would say to a dentist, ah, you know what? It's, it's probably time to hang up, <laughs> hang up, yeah, yeah, yeah. hang up your shoes now. That that does for some reason in the entertainment industry it doesn't matter if like you're an actor or a comedian or whatever. There comes a point where they kind of go like, nah, I knew a little bit too old. To be doing this <laughs> yeah, stuff, yeah, do you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Apart so from like Bob Dylan, apart from Bob and the Stones, like, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. But but my question is probably: Do you? This is your love. Do you think you'll be doing this for the rest of your life? I th- I think so, but I think there's. It will probably look more like me in a lounge of mine with an acoustic guitar singing. To m- I will always be singing, whether it's in front of X amount of people or not. I don't know. I don't think that it's. If ever I was in a position where I was having a family, I don't think I'd want to be off on tour all the time. I, I think it's quite a selfish existence. And I think whilst you're young enough to live that selfish existence, it's all right. But I, you know, I, I definitely wouldn't put it first over other people's time. Um, I don't it, know, man. I don't like. Yeah, that's a that's a big question to ask. Yeah. It was a dumb question. I didn't even no, want to ask it. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen. What is your five year plan, Ezra? <laughs> Tell me what your five year plan is. You know what I mean, though. It's one of those things you said about touring. I always think must be like people, people. You know glorify this whole existence of touring and oh my god and it would be super fun but as you said before god it just must be so draining at times the fact that you have to go from this place to this place you're doing radio shows every single day gigging i mean it's but intense I think, right i think it is intense um and i think that this is my thing i i i assume that a lot of people see say me walk on stage and they assume that i've had my feet up all day and I'm just like waking up to do the show. And I fucking like that they think that. Like, I, it's like the showbiz mystique. I want yeah, them to think. It's an illusion. It's just, yeah. And I, I think that, that that's what, like, when we're by, when we're kids and we're like working out what music we like and everything, you don't want to think about how it's all made. You just want to see them walk on stage and go, fuck, there they are. And mm. I think that, you know, the other thing I'm always so aware of is. The majority of my friends do not tour and perform for a living and they have very hard jobs. So it's like, is there, there's like pros and cons to every job. Is it, is that even I've toured with musicians, session musicians that just go, fuck, this isn't for me. Like, I can't do this. Really? It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's the, to, to some people, it's the idea of, it's hell. It's like, why would you want to sleep on a bus and drive from town to town for two months at a time? That sounds like a nightmare. Whereas to some people, like myself, it's like, I'll do that. That sounds do you, fun. Yeah. Do you have a nice bus, though? Do you have one of those buses that yes. has... Yeah. yeah. A uh, tour yeah. bus. Yeah, it's a tour bus. Look. Is your face on the side of it? Does it say George Ezra? My face is not on the side of it. Apparently um, you demanded that. Apparently yeah, you said I want yeah, a bus yeah, yeah. with my yeah. face on yeah. the side. Uh, yeah. I definitely didn't. I like is it is very nice inside, and there's like it's that something as well that I can see has changed in the last two years. Is that yes, you're still touring, but you're doing so in comfort, and yeah. so then that becomes it's like with the you're able to make the experience like th- th- 
I'll go back to it. Some of my favourite tours are the ones in the back of the van when no one knows who you are and you can roll from town to town and you genuinely feel like you're part of a circus and that's incredible. But it's, I would be lying if I said I've got it in me to keep that up forever. Definitely not. You know? But that, but that naivety when you're yeah. just going into it—that's what's freaking epic, man. Yeah. That, that kind of like, oh my god, the bright lights, this and that. Like you have no idea what's happening, and that—that's like when you watch things like the movies, like Almost Famous and stuff like that. When you see, like, you know, if you've yeah. seen it, it, you know, it's about um, groupies and things, like that, and they follow around this band. And you, when you're part of like something like that at the beginning, that was the epic thing because yeah. then it just becomes normality after a while, and you almost want to treasure that naivety and that kind of innocence for a while. Don't yeah yeah but absolutely and it's the i always say like some musicians that you sit down and talk to that it really is quite uh like considered and it's like no i wanted to have this career and i wanted to do x y or z and i i just think everything is just a product of having said yes to things it's like do you want to support this person yeah but why not (laughs) and it's like you see where it goes but then i wonder if that's worked in my favor because it's like i didn't have expectations and if you don't expect anything then everything's a bonus you know yeah have you ever had one of those moments where you're on stage and you've just gone holy fuck this every night no not every night ezra you don't have it every night honestly that's like as long as it's a decent show yeah i have a moment every night where i just think this is hilarious and I laugh. It's, it's hilarious. It's hilarious, <laughs> yeah. right? That's what you do. Yeah. Like, sorry, is. what? Yeah. And I don't feel guilty for saying it's funny because it is funny, man. No, but it, it, but it is. And that's what's so great because, yeah. you know, like you said, there are people out there, there are musicians and things that, that say, this is what I always thought was going to happen. I believed, I knew it, you know, and they have sort of almost been born into this existence that they are now where, where with the majority of artists, they kind of just go, this was my passion. This was my love. And yeah. holy shit, I'm suddenly here now. And this yeah. is pretty freaking cool. Well, I think I think you can't go into music like, uh, you know, expecting to make like no. millions and have number because because otherwise, you know, if, th- if that's your motivation, like you're in the wrong career because it's incredibly competitive to, to, mm. to succeed in music. And the same with acting as well. It's like it's like a very competitive industry. So you really have to love it. Right. You really have to love the process of making music first well, and foremost. And Francis I, I, is a DJ, so he's 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 just he's working up the ladder as we speak. He's just, oh well, know. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, right now I'm just doing it for the love of it. But a lot of people are calling me and saying, "Look, we want to give you money for this." Yeah. And actually, actually, I'll tell you a story. And this you go, the, "Hell no, I'll give you money." No, for it. Say, yeah, "Look, yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not releasing it. These are for my own enjoyment. These these songs." But like, actually, this, I love it. Your songs that you're creating are for your own enjoyment. You're well, they are. Me. Like, I, I'm making the music that I want to listen to. But but basically. I was playing some music. I, I mixed in one of my songs into uh, um, some music I was playing uh, yes or on Saturday, and I was and my my girlfriend was like, I saw her Shazam. She's like, Oh, what's this song? And she Shazammed it, and I was like, No, that's my song. But that's and a massive like, compliment. That's huge. Yeah, yeah that's I know. Huge. <laughs> that's huge. Can I ask you? Because you only Shazam great songs like George Ezra's <laughs> <Yeah>. songs. <laughs> So that must mean it's a great song. But anyway, <laughs> I, I, I George, digress. You said you said before about you know where where so when you suddenly come on stage and everyone sees you and they go, oh my god, it's George Ezra. They look at something, they go, oh, and that's what happens. How much do you think social media has maybe ruined all of that kind of sort of you know uh, sort of excitement and 
and mysteriousness and all that kind of stuff. But I think that's, I don't think it has. Oh, really? Well, I think think it's that's part of your job is to still make walking on stage exciting for people in the audience. And I think that like, although we've all seen, we can see anything at our fingertips, you know, you just look at it and it's there, but it's not the same as being there, you know? And it's like, Mm. um, there's the... You lose the intimacy. Of, yeah, uh, and the, the, and the, the sort whole... of you, you all experiencing m- this moment together, right? Yeah. That everyone in the room, like sharing that experience, and that's kind of like a unifying thing. But I, and I never like to get too woo woo about it all, but that's definitely there's something in that, and there's yeah. something about. But even to the point of like getting the train into town, going for dinner with your mate, getting into the venue, buying an overpriced pint, but doing yeah, it yeah. because you're there, and it's that all is. Fuck. And then the lights go down. I don't think you can reproduce that. And that's one of the struggles that people are now looking at in entertainment during isolation and the future. It's, you know, there's VR opportunities for shows and there's, you know, Zoom. Di- but it's, I it's don't want to say it's, it's not, not the same. And it won't Wait, be the same. George, I feel, I feel a bit sorry that you're having to buy your own pint at your gigs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And they're, and they're overcharging you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is too good. But it is, it's that those experiences is exactly what it's about. It's about having those incredible experiences and exactly going it there with your mates. Like I remember my first ever kind of gig I went, it was tea in the park and I was about oh, 12. Mate. Yeah, dude, it was bag and I watched Oasis and I was oh, mate. and my my cousin who was much older than me, and I was like twelve. Like gave me a marijuana lollipop, and I was, I was, I was like, "What?" Twelve years old, I was like, "What the hell?" But it was insane. Do you remember? Do you remember your first gig that you went to, and you were like, "This is just yeah. pretty freaking rad." I was probably about fourteen, and me and a friend, and this is it. We got dropped off at Brixton Academy, and we went to go and watch the Fratellis play. Right, and it was like, <laughs> just, and this isn't to be, I mean, I loved it, but it's almost, this isn't to take away from that show. I thought you were about to say, this isn't to be repeated. No, 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 no. It's like, it almost doesn't matter who that first act is. It's, as I said, in fact, my dad's car got towed that night and we ended up having to get the train home and he was furious. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. <laughs> there you go. 
but it's but it's those moments, man, that you just kind of remember. And also, mate, what's so cool about uh, so you? We all remember, like Francis. When was your first gig? How where you would remember that? Well, I went to see the. I went to see. Uh, well, I mean, I I I I've, I've been to some big concerts when I was yes. when I was much younger. But I would say my first gig, uh, I went to go see Hadouken. Do you want to? Do you remember yeah. Hadouken? <laughs> what's Hadouken? <laughs> Hadouken. What's they were like Hadouken? a new rave band. <laughs> yeah, like, it was like yeah, indie. Yeah. I was, Enemies stopped writing about indie bands, and it all became this new rave scene. And it was yeah. yeah I, I I remember I got swept <laughs> up in the in the new rave scene, and I was like 15, 16 or something yeah. like that. Wait, hang on, hang on a second. Does it? Does it? I, at fifteen, I got swept up in the new <laughs> rave scene. At 15, the heady days of new rave. <laughs> oh god. Oh, those god. times were great. Those days were crazy. Yeah. And those days were just madness. But George, what do you, you? What's amazing, man, is that you are, I, and I I think. You know, you kind of want to. I, I saw this 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 thing once where this 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 guy said that it doesn't matter if you. Everyone goes out in the world and tries to change a million people's like lives and tries to do it, but it doesn't matter if you change a million people's lives or one person's lives. At least you've done something to for for difference for good in your life. And what you know, I remember my first gig so like so well. You do, Francis. You do, but you're giving that to endless people every single year. You're giving them that first experience, which must be insane, man. But, but, you, but you say things like that, and I feel really detached from it. So I don't walk off stage going, like, "Just gave someone their first experience of a show." I bet that was great. Yeah, you do. You go. <laughs> no. Hey, Ellis, oh. just taking your virginity, motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was my good deed of the day. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I don't. I don't feel like that. I feel very separate from all of it. So I, when somebody says, if someone wants to say, you know, I saw you last summer and it was, you know, they enjoyed it, I, yeah. I would. I feel separate from that. Mm. So yeah. Do you ever get to a point in your gig? Because you you must get when you're doing your gigs and you're doing your songs and you're 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 doing your moments and things like that. Do you ever get to a point where everyone's obviously waiting for one of the big hits mm. and you're just and do you ever just have a a, a night where you're like fuck it, I'm not going to give it to them because no. <laughs> do you go well you want you want shotgun? I'm not going to sing it. <laughs> so no, of course I don't. Why would I do that? I <laughs> be such, I a, do such a power play. Yeah. Well, you want this one? Well, you're not yeah. going to get it. Just strictly B-sides and unreleased material for an hour and a half. <laughs> yeah, that no one can sing along to. you laugh, but I've been to but shows of people... There are yeah, some bands that do know, that, and, definitely. And, you go, and you're like, what the... F who is this for, man? What are you doing? Well, actually, speaking of Bob Dylan, he does that a lot. Yeah. And he, like, re he'll, re he'll completely change, yeah, like, yeah. one of his but original I, I guess hits. There's a difference. I think if you've been doing it for 50-odd years... But mate, I go to some shows where it's like people on their first album and they're doing like the jazz scar version of the big hit. And you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Man? What? Shut like, up. Like, what? They really? Yes, I've to be seen alternative. That. It's because it's like people want to, I don't know. It's, I, I see a lot as well. People get commercial success and they, they see it as a negative thing. And then they start to try and prove to people that they're actually you know, musos and they're going to say, but it doesn't matter. You've done something amazing. If people enjoy yeah. it, ride, you know, go with it. Yeah. But, but why do people get that? Why do people get kind of that, like, being maybe it's like where... Maybe it's like imposter syndrome. People, like, get this success and they feel like they don't... No, I don't think it's imposter syndrome. I think it's more where you... you it's people who start as an artist and go, I'm still an artist. It's, you know, yeah. actually... Well, they, but, but they... I think it's because it's not cool to be... Yeah. 
popular that really yeah. like and i kind of it's the and then people start to buy into that i don't it's know. one of my biggest stumbling blocks actually <laughs> 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 I, I live in in eternal conflict about that. <laughs> but it's true. It, it's it's true though. It is. It's that weird thing. What it's like. It's not. And we're all but obsessed I, with being cool. And it's not cool to be oh. but like well, popular. You want to be like standoffish and like aloof on stage. Like, oh, like we want. You want to be like George Ezra. But actually, what I was going to say <laughs> is. is what I was going to say is that uh, I, I also think there's a, there's a, there's a, there's an element of people like I know personally I've made like eight songs right but my last song whenever I make a new song yeah, I yeah. think that's like the best song I've ever made so you so people I think with a, when you're a musician and you're constantly writing you must always be like re, you want to show off you know what you're doing you want to get feedback on your latest work which you think is your best work right. Mm. Absolutely, like that's something that because I did a year at a college in Bristol studying music, and one of the things that they really tried to knock out of us was like, don't get hung up on the songs you've written. Always move on. Like it's brilliant. Put it to one side. Move on to the next one. Don't because you can always go back and and work on it. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. and you get very like, and and I still do it. I'll write a song and I'll say, well say at the moment i'm trying to <laughs> why don't you like album. it no it's not like that it's like while i'm writing an album i'll have say x amount of songs so it's six songs working towards a record then i'll write the seventh and i'll go oh the rest of them are shit compared to this and then give it a month you're like oh no it's fine you're on par it's fine you just you know got excited about this new song yeah but wait, when you were when you were at Bristol College, was it and you were doing your music? Was it was it like you came to sort of your day where you had to do your kind of you know okay this is my song and things like that? Did it go down the line and then come to you and everyone was like oh hang on a second what the hell is this or were you kind of all did anyone else kind of go out of college and start no, performing do you know and doing what? different things? I, I've not ever told this story not for any reason other than it it just hasn't come up but there was in the first lesson that we had in my class everyone had to go around and perform a song and for the life of me I still don't know why it happened I guess I don't need to know why it happened but I just my hand started to shake uncontrollably when it was my turn and I couldn't sing a note and so for the first term of that year nobody heard me sing and I was I think seen as in my class as why is he come here and <laughs> it kind of got worse and worse and worse and then it w- the end of term we all had to audition for a performance that was going to happen at Thecla which is this boat club in Bristol and um, I managed I auditioned in front of the lecturers and they failed me because you had to audition as an ensemble but obviously my confidence was shocked so I just went in and auditioned solo. So they failed me, but they put me headline for the show. And so then I was in this position where I had to get up to, in front of a, however many people that thought I was a mute, or they knew, and perform. <laughs> oh and my God. Oh, wow. it was the most... I, I don't know if there's still a video. There used to be a video of that performance. And I swear to God, I, my eyes, are, they're not just shut. I'm literally like for the whole thing squeeze, squeeze until them. like at one point I open them for a second and you can see I shit myself I just go like fuck uh, this and close my eyes um, but do you think that was do you think that was just sort of you? it sounds like you had sort of a, a panic attack almost and well, then it, well, you, yeah. Yeah, stage and then, fright 
and then you kind of got anxiety to be on stage and be performing in front of people, which happens a lot to performers, right? Yeah, and I think that, that that's the God knows what it what because you know I hate to admit it, I'd be the knob at a party with a guitar. You know, I would like I didn't mind performing. <laughs> would would you? Yeah. You'd be uh, that person, be like, oh, be like, oh, I'm going. Hey, listen, oh, I don't yeah. want to sing. <laughs> I don't yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we don't oh. want you to sing. Oh, oh if I must. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Um, <laughs> I did like I, so I didn't it didn't make sense but but that that's is it because you were being judged again I think maybe just I don't know it, what it seems like is that you I mean I could be totally wrong here but it's like you, you you're obviously an incredible performer you're an incredible songwriter you've got all the talent but I suppose when you're you know when you're on stage and doing that when you're suddenly put in a spotlight that that made you feel like with Radio 1 Live Lounge you're suddenly you, you feel like oh it's suddenly everything's on you for, for example the college that I went to is, so it's called BIM, which is the British Institute of Modern Music. And there's one in Brighton was the original. They opened one in Bristol. I think there's a few now. But I was really under the impression, and this isn't to say this isn't the case, but that it was a very elite place. When I got in, I couldn't believe that I had got in. But the idiot next to me said that he'd go first. So I ended up, that's why I think but I'm not saying had I seen the talent in the room, I would have been more relaxed. But it was like, I think I thought I was in a room full of prodigies. You yeah. know, I thought I was in a room of the the finest talent in the country. <laughs> you thought the musicians Wait, in the so country. They're, li they're listening to this now being like, what the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and also, that bloke who, who told you to go first knows exactly who he is. He's yeah. probably listening to this going... Yeah. What? Yeah, the yeah. hell? That, but, and wrong. They, were, they were brilliant, but it was like I got it in my head that I was in a room with, you know. Like, uh, I, I, essentially, what I'm saying is not that they weren't good, but I really judged myself against them, is what I, yeah. like, I went in there. Rather than running your own race. Yes. I also, I also, lo I also love the fact that, <laughs> that everyone who went to the college would have now seen wait wait that mute is now is now yeah. seeing your stage and yeah. he's changed his name to Ezra what yeah 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 I'm gonna got him about him now yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna find this video of him when he was squeezing his eyes shut <laughs> yeah, and yeah, yeah 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 wait just just I, one more question I want to ask is that you, you know in was was the industry everything that you dreamed of and everything that it was cracked up to be no <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah, no. yeah. It's not, is it? It never is, is it? But the, I think that's because I, again, and I hate to keep saying this, but I had no idea of what the industry would look like. I hadn't thought mm. about it. I really thought I was just going to get my degree, be a teacher and, you know, go on with it. And as I said, play guitar at home when I could for fun. I, like I didn't, so I didn't waste any thought and I wonder what it would be like to be in Sony HQ. I wonder what it would be like to, you know, I didn't think about those things. But I guess it is also like you, you you were saying before, like all these industries were sort of performance entertainment based industries. They're all based on that sort of one moment of, you know, of performance with, with lots of preparation and hard work in, in advance. So it is it does take on uh, the the appearance of a of a of a magic trick, you know, yes. so, so, so it's it, the whole thing really is reliant upon a series of illusions. Yeah. And it's not as glamorous as everyone thinks it is. It's, it's a lot of hard work. You know, you, you know. Once you get to that level of success, you know, you 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 can, you like you said, become more comfortable doing the job that you're that you're doing. But, but yeah, what do you talk more about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> I love how Francis got to the end and didn't know what else to say. Panicked. Yeah. 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 Panicked. Oh, yeah. Over so to you. <laughs> just told you. Over to you, George. Yeah, yeah. Talk about that, George. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I think I I know what you're trying to say, Francis. I I get that every every but every industry. Every well, I'm not trying to say. It. I just said it. But yeah, I I, <laughs> I I I I didn't follow up with a question. But sorry about that. Hey, listen, guys, we got to that moment in the podcast, Francis, where we need to have the answer to the question of the week. Oh yeah. Here we go. Uh, the answer to the question of the week. It, it looks like he's making it up. It looks like he's, <laughs> <laughs> it looks like he's making it up. Wait, wait, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, how many words does the Scottish language have for snow? Which is a very appropriate question now, considering how snowy it is. Yeah, George, George said 19, I said 100. Yeah. I said well, 19. One yeah, nine. 19, 1-9. Okay, one good, nine, good, yeah. good, good. All right. Well, I got so passionate. So the answer is actually 421. <laughs> what? Words oh, for snow. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> the Scottish la- the Scots language has 421 words for snow. I right. don't think we have time for all of them, but no. you, could you give us a few? Do you, do, you, do you want a few of them? No, we yeah. don't want any of them. We don't want any of them. We no, no, I'll, sh- I'll give you a few. Here, here all right, you, you have to do it in your Scottish accent. All right. all right, I'll do it, I'll do it in my... Skimmer, your drift, your drift, wit hing, iron snoo. Sweet, good work. So that, was, that was that was that yeah, was really I funny. I thought. I like Jamie, where's your diary? Uh, where's your diary, my friend? Well, I've got my diary. I was waiting what? for you to do yours. Oh, I was too excited to speak to George Ezra that I didn't write one. <laughs> so oh. Should I do? Should I do? Should I do mine? All right, if you want to do yours, Francis. With my Jiu-Jitsu Academy closed down and such a disruption to my athletic career, I've been a lot less active because other forms of exercise like jogging and cycling, whilst I have been partaking, just don't excite me enough to make me totally forget about how hard I'm pushing myself. Once you get good... Are you guys enjoying this? Yeah, yeah, loving, it. yeah loving it, buddy. <laughs> loving it. Once you get good at Jiu-Jitsu, it's very, uh, it could very appropriately be described as a sort of body surfing where you get into a state of flow. Um, anyway, I'd rather, I'd rather, anyway, I really am becoming rather fat without it. What's going on? That, along with all the pudding I've been eating lately, sometimes... I thought you were going to say over to you, George. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, no, yeah. George, you go now. Yeah. George, talk about that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, sometimes I will get so hungry just before bed, I'll order three puddings. Because Deliveroo has a minimum order quantity. Have you guys run into this problem? It's fucking annoying. Like, if you want a pudding, late night pudding, you've got to order like three of them. Okay. Um, But then I'll end up eating all three in quick succession. Chased down with some of my girlfriend's homemade chia pudding. So really, it's all all Deliveroo's fault that I'm getting fat. Actually, in place of my jujitsu addiction this lockdown, I filled my time with making mel- melodic techno tracks in Ableton. Stay tuned for my new EP. Sweet. And George, ah. yes, oh, there if, we go. If, if you'd like to, uh, if you'd like to record something, record something over my tracks, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> Thank I you will. very much. Record, yeah, yeah. record a record yeah, a vocal. That's going to come flying away, Francis. <laughs> <laughs> that's going to come flying away. Get ready for it. Hey, so, George. Oh, Honestly, we've taken up too much of your time now, buddy. Honestly, thank you from bottom Lots of our hearts. Of we honestly really appreciate it. Um, and, and listen, I'm sure that you'll be going on tour as soon as we're out of all of this. Would that be happening or do you not I know? D- I d- no, well, like, because it was kind of in the middle of recording. So we're trying to work out now ways of writing a recording 
you know, remotely. Um, ah. But I think that, I don't know, I, I still think that the, like, our industry will look quite odd next year still, I think. But um, I guess it's never been a better time to sort of be able to record uh, and, and you know, produce music remotely, right? There's so much. I guess, like, what what is the stuff you miss, like, from being able to go into the studio most? It's the, it's the being... It's like the bouncing off one another's like ideas. So it might even just be like a raised eyebrow of like, oh, can we try this? Da 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 da. And it like you, yeah. It's the, um, what's the word? The spontaneity and the impulsiveness. Yeah. yeah. Same, same with with the podcast. Really, if without being in the studio, you you kind of lose that those, those subtle uh, no, cues you get from people's you know facial I expressions. I think we're on point, Francis. Yeah. Hey, but totally actually, do you know I I I'm actually loving doing these zooms as well. I think they're yeah. great. Honestly, I think Francis, Francis guys... wants to talk to you all the time, John. Yeah. Honestly, I was just about to say if if I will, I would happily come hey, back in a heartbeat. Hey, are you going to stick around for part three, George? Are you going to stick around for part three? Yeah, mate, George. Honestly, buddy, we would love to bring you into the studio and yeah. uh, and you just play while we do a podcast. I'd be more than happy to do that, mate. You're an absolute gem. Listen, what we like to do at the end of the podcast is leave our listeners with something inspirational. That's for you. Over to you, Francis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, talk about that, George. <laughs> yeah, something inspirational. Um, I don't know. I guess what I'm just reminding myself and my friends at the minute is that nobody has the answer. And uh, so I don't know if that's inspirational or not, but it's 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 helping me to relax. Think Think for yourself me. is what you're saying. Something like that. Over to yeah. you, Francis. <laughs> Think for yourself, guys. <laughs> no one has the answer, so just <laughs> make it up as you go. <laughs> everything, everything George, you say, Francis, basically just cuts off at the end. It's yeah. its own yeah. version. Yeah. Hey. You're welcome, like, George. I've been writing this new song. Do you know what, George? I think you should write this new song. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, George, honestly... Oh, yeah, we're, losing ahead, all the, we're losing all those visual cues that we get from being in the studio. That's why. <laughs> George Ezra, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We'll see you next week, everybody. Bye bye. See you next week. Thank you, guys. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you Impress No Glue Press On Manny's and Impress Press On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.